everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast with Michael and Gemma, my lovely wife here. Hello Gemma. Hi. Hello Gemma, you're so excited. Right, um, what we're doing today, we've got another interview for you everybody today. Ooh, Gemma's this like, is Ooh. a really exciting one because this is, this is with Maximus Evans. I was going to do, I had like um, an intro already for it and everything. No, I was going to say, I'll, I'll do it anyway. I was gonna say, last week on the podcast we had Charlie DeMello as our special guest talking about the amazing court case but this week we're taking it to the max. With oh. Maximus Evans. Well done. Yeah, that's, that's good, isn't it? That's good. He's lovely. I, di- I didn't. Um, I don't really know much about Max before um, speaking to him yesterday. I haven't seen him on any other interviews or anything. But he's a jolly, lovely chap, isn't he? Does that mean we've got an exclusive? A podcast exclusive for sure. In fact, I think I think he might have been on like Lorraine or something or this morning, like earlier in this year, back around the attack. I, I, I don't think I've seen Very anything. Very exciting, and it is funny how the villains are always the nicest actors. <laughs> I know, it's so charming. That's how that's how they do it. That's yeah, how they're they able sneak to sneak in. Yeah, with their charm, and then they stab you. Well, it's worked on you. the judges, hasn't it, Corey? Aww. I mean, as far at the moment, it is Monday afternoon. We just saw him. Um, he got off last week, hadn't he? Yes. And, uh, but, you know, in tonight's episode, he may happened. be uh, back in irons again or uh, whatever. But for the moment, he has managed to charm his way out of that um, jail cell and he's walking free. So um, I was able to c- catch him yesterday. And um, <laughs> I'm just... Uh, who am I talking about? Max or Corey? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think you're mixing it up. But, um, yeah, anyway. Um, it, by the way, by the way, everybody, we did do a video interview. So if you head on to our YouTube channel right now, you can go and watch that, should you wish to see our lovely faces instead of just imagining what we look like. Um, or maybe you just want to listen to this. I don't know. I, I recommend if you're driving, probably stick to the the audio version. I think legally we have to insist that you don't watch the video if you're driving. Now, you've mentioned it. Yeah, but, but if you or really like it... heavy equipment or deep sea diving or jogging actually even most things mm. don't be watching youtube videos yeah but if you really like it you can always go back and watch it all over again and in the in the Great. video version i think i think we've waffled on enough should we should we get to the interview one of us has yes yes Gemma. be quiet let's get on to the interview Throughout the year, Corrie viewers have been gripped by the story of the vicious attack on Seb and Nina, which was based on a tragic real-life event in 2007. Last week on Coronation Street, we saw the main perpetrator of the attack, Corey Brent, walk free. And today I'm joined by the actor behind him, Maximus Evans. Max, thank you for joining me today. Hello, it's been a long, uh, long time coming this, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. Max and I have been talking, it's been like May, June maybe, <laughs> we first got in touch. Just trying to find the right time to, uh, to do this. Absolutely, but well, it's definitely the right time, especially after Friday's episode. <laughs> I think so, I think so, yeah. What, free? Did, did you always know that um, he'd be found guilty while Kelly would be sent down? Not really. Um, it was kind of new news to me, to be honest. Um, it was only a couple of months ago where I found out that he was going to kind of get away with it after the court case. Um, but, yeah, I just did not think it would uh, come to this, <laughs> Especially those first two days I did all them years ago, two years ago. I know, I, I know. It's been so long, long, hasn't it? It's been, it's been, yeah, two years plus since you've been, you started in the show. So yeah, yeah. why do you think Coronation Street decided to go down the route of Kelly being you know, kept, uh, sent down and Corey walking free? Mm. I think one thing that Corey's always done well, I think, is... And people say it's like dragging out the storyline, but I just think it's fulfilling it really. And mm. it's, it's filling in the space that needs to be filled. Um, 
I just think it adds that, especially for Corey, that extra layer um, to his kind of character development. And Kelly's a character that I think we can all see that, you know, she's a brilliant addition to the show. Mm. And we're currently in a stage of her kind of having her redemption arc. And um, I think her going down for the murder will definitely um, favour the future of her what she's like on the show to be honest so I feel like it's worked pretty well yeah yeah I agree I think so so uh, how are you enjoying playing Corrie's latest villain have you been like attacked by any old ladies handbags or anything yet while you're walking down the street you know the thing is everybody went on as if I like couldn't go to Tesco or Subway or anything like this like I was expecting honestly to get in like a lot of bother on the street Um, but I've literally not had one experience and that's like God's honest truth no one has been horrible to me like to face, you know what I mean? Because people are so, you know, they're obviously, everybody hides behind their phones, they can say whatever, but mm. in the street, everybody's always sound with me. Um, but yeah, I did have a, I've had a couple of times when I'm out in the pub and stuff and uh, people are screaming murderer. Then <laughs> 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 I, mean, I kind of get a few looks and people are obviously more of an EastEnders fans. Um, yeah. And it's just a bit, I guess it gets me a bit on edge to be honest, but it's all right, I don't mind. Yeah, that's good. Because Corey's a really, you know, nasty, smug piece of work, isn't he? Are we going to be seeing even more of this, like, tenfold now he's been freed? Yeah, I just think... Corey himself knows that he is in the wrong, right? This is a thing, because we, as the audience, now know the truth. Um, so he's almost, like, lived up now to this villain that he's kind of created from himself and, mm. you know, his... Cause his past, like I was thinking the other day, like his past with Asher now seems so distant. It does, yeah. Um, back to back in the days where, like, even when I like, kind of near the attack when we moved into Nick and Leanne's flat, that feels like like months ago. Mm. Um, now it's all just about himself, you know. And I think his dad as well. What we've seen with Stefan has been great. I think. I think Paul is just doing so good at that, you know, filling in that. Um, villainous space that we're trying to fill yeah. and um yeah he's just he's great Paul, actually yeah. well, we've started to see some of Corey's um you know smug cocky attitude slip a little bit during the trial do you think it was because he knew he just do you think he was worried about getting sent down or is it more that he's feeling some kind of remorse for what he's done i think because he's still a kid he's obviously vulnerable and He's going to react, I think, at some points exactly how you'd expect, you know, a child to react. Mm. It's the most, it's the most, it's the worst situation anybody could wish for. And I think when we see him like break down in court, I think a lot of people have associated that with crocodile tears, which is very true because he knew he had to, you know, um, get to the point of convincing the jury. Mm. Um, but there was also, I think, a little side of like, no, he is so vulnerable and he's still a kid and. They're obviously trying to push that, and Stefan's obviously pulling out all the stocks, and he's obviously helping that, which has been great to see. Yeah. We also had that scene um, on the flashback episode a couple of weeks ago where Corey was looking at himself in the mirror. What what do you think he was thinking? What was going through his head during that scene? Well, I think, to be honest, actually, and this is the God's honest truth, the way in which the camera moved in that scene was very technical to do. So Mm. it did actually take a lot of uh, takes because... (laughs) um, we had to be in the reflection of the mirror first and then I put my head down and then the mirror moves and then the camera comes around and then I'm supposed to look and bang, look into the barrel. Yeah. But it's so hard to do when you go from your head being down and looking up and I've got to like pretend as if I'm looking at myself. It was really hard to do that scene. 
So I actually think it worked because there was that little bit of frustration in me anyway. Mm. Uh, but he was obviously fighting his demons. That was kind of what we were trying to... It's, it's the realisation of what he's done. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, when he sees the blood, and I feel like a lot of people have picked up on like the, the blood and stuff. So it's, uh, it's a shocking thing to see. It's like it's knowing that I could have done something bad here. You know, yeah. I could, I've ruined my future. You know, everything's yeah. gone through his head. Yeah, I mean, it looked like he was reacting in a whole range of different ways on the on the night of the attack. Because afterwards, we see him sitting there with Asher on the sofa, and he's just you know watching TV, having a laugh. It's like how, how's he able to switch off? And he's just got to convince people around him, and he's just a con artist. You know, when he said, "I love you to Asher." I feel like that line, like, I knew that that wasn't sincere and he's just, mm. he's almost saying it. That's in, in, in a way, Corey's almost apology because these things, oh, here we go. This is what she's going to know now and this is all going to explode. Um, so I feel like that, it was no, no sincerity in what he, what he says to Asher. Obviously, Nina's tried to uh, take him down as well. Mm. And he's almost, in a way, kind of like defeated all of these people that have defeated, hypothetically, trying to, you know, take him down. And that just leaves question like, what's Abby going to do now? You know, yeah. what what is she going to do? Because at this moment in time, it's almost as if the audience as well. It's interesting to see how they reacted because I feel like a lot of people were quite annoyed a little bit, to be honest. Um, because obviously, because I get let off. <laughs> um, but I've seen a lot of comments of people talking about like Sophie Lancaster and the association. How it's like, I saw one comment about how it's not doing, you know. Uh, justice for, for, for Seb and also um, the effects that it could have on the Sophie Lancaster-like message that we're trying to put out. But, you know, the, the truth is that this isn't... Um, it's based off a true story. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've got to take it places where we take the audience off guard. Otherwise, we know what's going to come. Mm. And um, I feel like the work that Corey's done with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation has been has been amazing. And Sylvie is such a like inspirational woman. Yeah, I think you can still pay tribute to Sophie Lancaster without making yeah. Corrie stories and a carbon copy of it. Exactly, exactly. Have, have you had any um, feedback from them about how these episodes have, have gone down? I've actually not heard of anything from the most recent episodes, but when, obviously, the attack came out, was it last Monday? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I know that she was very, she was praising, obviously, the episode and what he was doing. But I feel like in May, we already kind of laid the groundwork with what we were doing with the story, mm. with that initial um, attack that we obviously couldn't film because, well, we couldn't be close together. Yeah. <laughs> but it works really well. I feel like the flashbacks, like, as an actor watching that, that episode and, like, how, um, how much effort everybody put in and then seeing it, it was it, it's a great episode. And I know that, you know, uh, obviously, Sylvia, I'm sure, enjoyed it as well. Mm. And I think on Twitter it's great because you can see them comments of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that scene in the flashback episode, I loved it, where it was like panning from Nina and then along the street yeah. to the ring and then yeah, to, yeah. to see you, you know, kicking living daylights out of Seb. What, what was it like filming that? Right, so Abe, Abe Dukes is one of the best directors I've worked with on the show. I think he's brilliant. Um, he, he speaks to us you know, before the scenes, which I like, and we're, we're, we're always asking questions, and me and Millie were, like, having a good time, obviously, because we could, you know, we, we could be, we are all in bubbles, yeah. like, Millie, Harry, and um, Molly, and it was just great to be able to have that intensity, um, and as soon as that scene finished, and we knew it was going to be in slow-mo, we all rushed to the uh, monitors, and I don't usually do that, like, I really try and, like, stay away from watching any of it until it's out, because I start to over, like, analyse it, 
but we had to watch it and we we're all there and like I was stood next to Harry and I just said to him mate this is this is like the best ending that you could have wished for you know what I mean because it's, yeah. it's brilliant it was it was a brilliant scene. Were, were, were you worried at all that you know you might accidentally hurt somebody? Because you I mean you've been quite rough with Millie. You had to be, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we, we did. We had to be. But there were, you know the, the crew are brilliant, and um, the fight coordinators that they bring into the show uh, are really delicate with the work. Mm. Um, I think with Millie, she's great because we we both understood that we we had to you know have that physical intensity to you know portray our message what we're trying to do and um it was really technically devised and nobody was hurt and i kept asking millie obviously whether she was okay and then she was just saying no do it further you know let's take another step which is great you know what i mean as an actor that's great because we're just bouncing off you know yeah so what what do you think was the main motivator for Corey and what happened last uh, that night was he just trying to you know show off show what a big man he was or was there an element of jealousy surrounding Nina and Asher's like Imran suggested yeah. on, in court what why did he do it so for me he's definitely afflicted with his relationship with um Nina you know um the, the fact that Asher at some point in time was with Nina and uh, Corey's always viewed Asher as this kind of like goddess, pure, you know, young um, girl mm. um, who's beautiful. And the, the thought to him that another person has been with her, and especially like for Corey, the fact that the lesbians, mm. because I do think Corey's definitely misogynistic, he's a bully, yeah. he's everything that's wrong with society crammed into one teenage lad. Um, but we've, um, it's neat, it's his effect, it's his. Um, conflict towards Nina really and I feel like Seb was in the way mm. in his mind and he would have if it wasn't such a harsh beating and he didn't like it because he did like doing it and we saw that he did enjoy mm. kicking the living daylights out of him because this is almost like I'm not going to go and kick a girl maybe in his mind but when he was doing it to Seb it was like but you're in such close relation to Nina yeah like, this is what you get for messing around with me because he is that bully mm. and it's uh it's it's bloody horrible yeah, but also a bit of a coward as well, and how he reacted afterwards, running off, leaving Kelly to face the music. Yeah, that's it. And we got to see those great scenes where you like where you went into the alley, changing your clothes, dumping them in the canal. What what was all that like to film? Yeah, that was really good to film. Actually, though, at, at the time, which uh, it's, I can say it now, but I didn't really want to say it on like the days of the episodes. I actually had a bit of a, like a leg injury, like a real like leg really? injury from like spraining my. Um, my ankle so it's actually really hard to film like doing all those running bits so yeah. like that whole night like my main concern was like my leg because it really hurt <laughs> um but it works because i've just like kicked a guy you know and it it, it it was raining and it was just perfect the tone of them scenes and obviously like i said with abe it's like it's great to work with him because he talks to you so much mm. yeah it's very atmospheric even like you had those scenes with the cctv as well didn't you you crossing over yeah. the road and everything i, th- I yeah. thought that that episode it was it's so well done yeah i was very excited to see it, i have to say and uh, i don't really watch the show as much as um i should to be honest mm. because i just can't watch myself it's so hard yeah. it's so hard to do i've watched all the court stuff but Every time I watch it, I'm always leaving, like, really displeased with it. And, like, that's just how it is. I don't know why, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, since the attack in May, we've seen Corey's dad, um, Stefan, kind of splashing the cash, getting his crack with legal, legal, yeah, legal team, bribing people and everything, mm. convincing Tommy Alpinton to say something in court. Do you yeah. think he believes in his son's innocence or not? 
I feel like at this point it's pretty obvious that even Stefan knows that Corey did it. Mm. I feel like the whole world, you know, knows that Corey did it. The judge, I think Owen did a brilliant job job as the judge because you could see that like frustration that they have but we have the, the evidence so so I should say, you know, to back it up. Yeah. But because he's bribed them off, it, it like I said, it just adds that extra layer of like corruption that like is it, it's a great play in the story because it you know, it's it's highlighting that um difference in class especially with mm. Abby and Stefan I thought their scene as well the other day was that Sally and Paul did I saw that um, yesterday actually where she came into his office and unplugged his phone and stuff I feel like it's great because you could see on Paul's face I know my son did it Yeah. but if you think for a second I'm going to let my son go down you know it's, it's not going to happen and it, he's pulling out all the stocks because he has to it's uh, his family it's his reputation as well mm. His son is a murderer. It ruined his career. What about Sabine, though? Because I mean, yeah. is she corrupt as well? Does she know that she's defending somebody who's a murderer? Yeah, from what I'm getting, uh, well, from what I'm seeing from Sabine anyway, and especially with the scenes I've seen recently with her and Charlie, um, she is her job, and I, I feel like Zora's doing a great job mm. to, uh, you know, show that she she does know as well. Like I said, everybody knows that Corey's guilty, but she knows she can win this case and it's good for her kind of, you know, record of like the job. And I think with Imran, it's quite tragic to be honest, because he doesn't have the best track record, does he? Of, uh, <laughs> of cases. And I actually listened to a bit of podcast the other day that he did with Charlie and heard him oh, yeah. say that well. It's, uh, <laughs> it is funny. But, and he also does so many cases in different, like, he does like marriage and then murders. It's, it's great. Yeah. Oh, and he's working so hard, doesn't he, Imran? All for nothing. <laughs> yeah, literally, it was crazy. The amount of like monologues that Charlie and Zora had to do. Oh, I know. Like, I felt so bad for them because we were all in this like boiling hot court for three weeks. Um, well, Charlie actually only showed up on the second week, but we were there for three weeks and it was so hot. Mm. So like, you know, learning those big chunks, like because realistically we would be getting home late and then have to come in and do another eight scenes the next day. So we would be like kind of all chilling together, going through lines and stuff. And it was just such a nice atmosphere, to be honest, the court scenes, yeah. um, which made it so much easier because we were all so relaxed. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. So, although, I mean, at the time of recording, Corey's walking free at the moment, but he's going to get soap justice at the end, isn't he? What do you think he deserves? Death or prison? Or something else? Redemption? This is the thing, I feel like everybody assumes that um, every villain dies, you know, especially in soaps, because we have seen that. We've seen it with, you know, recently Jeff. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it with opposite, well, Pat Phelan, who mm. is just, in my opinion, the best villain that the show has ever had. Yes, agree, totally. Spectacular ending, but I have always stood, like, stood by that I would love... Um, okay, if I could finish the storyline here, mm. and this is, like, this is what I did, man. I'd have the storyline that Will Mell is uh, doing uh, with Harvey, yeah. and that gang story kind of finish at the same time. And I'd, I, I was, always had in my head that if they simultaneously finish, they could have a last scene of Harvey in a cell and his cellmate is Corey. So we know that he's, Corey's going to have a really hard time in prison. Yeah, and then we're getting like that it, satisfaction like knowing that he's going to be like, you know, walking around holding somebody's pocket. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's how I've always wanted to end it. But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's true. The, um, the soap villains do always tend to end up six feet under. 
Yeah. All their yeah. ashes scattered in a dog poo bin like it's happened to Phelan this past week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's been crazy. That's been so good, though. I love the George and Eileen stuff. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So what about Kelly, then? Because another debate that's been raging among the fans is, like, what what should happen to her? Because although she's she wasn't the one doing the kicking, she's also not completely innocent in it as well. I mean, what what do you think... What kind of justice do you think she should have faced? Well, she... Uh... Like I said before, it's great for the storyline. Obviously, Kelly shouldn't have gone down for it. Mm. She does deserve redemption, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's... You know, if Kelly's this character that is going to stay around for years to come, we're going to need to see some sort of redemption. Yeah. And um, I can see it. I can see, like, Kelly absolutely trying to fit back in with uh, the street, you know, if she if she gets out and depending on what happens with Corey. Um, it'll be tough, I think, for the, for the audience. Mm. It's like, at Corey... Would never have, you know, uh, come back and be, you know, liked again by anybody. Mm. Uh, there's no redemption there. No. Um, so that's why I said before it'd be interesting actually if they brought the character back uh, years and years and years and years in the future. Maybe like if they do that with Kelly, it could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so let, let's scroll back a little bit because we talked earlier about yeah. the fact that you've been on the show for uh, over two years now, haven't you? It's crazy. Yeah. How, yeah. how much of Corey's trajectory did you know in those early days, or, or did you just literally come on for that? You know, that one-off scene. Yeah, literally two episodes. Mm. Um, just as Ash's date. Uh, well, actually, it was originally Amy Barlow's date. Yeah, that's that, right. Yeah, uh, that little episode of Asher. And then they offered me kind of like just the, the like a six month for the kind of sexing storyline. Mm. Um, and then after that, I remember Ian McLeod calling me and obviously offering me this this uh, opportunity that yeah. uh, brought this storyline. And um, and then by that point, it's been two years, and it's just kind of like happened. Like I've not I've not really been like aware of how quick it's come around, but it's been. Uh, so it's a great place to work mm. and it's, uh, I won't forget it so what, what did auditioning for the part um, involve when you first started yeah so right so I've auditioned for Corey so many times before yeah I've heard didn't you, know, like, you went for Seb didn't you yeah, I went for Seb like years ago. I, like I had a screen test, but it went awful. Like it was a really bad screen test. I was like really like not prepared. But I was also really young at the time. Yeah. No excuse. No excuses. <laughs> Harry definitely deserved it. Um, and. I came in and just did one audition, but no screen test because, like I said, it was literally just yeah. uh, two episodes. So I just came in and read some lines, and I thought I was too old because I knew he had to be like a high schooler. And I am tall, you know. I've, I've been like six foot one for for years mm. now, and I feel like it does look a bit bit ridiculous. And I remember like there was a scene in years ago where me and Asher were at like a Bugsy Malone rehearsal. Oh yeah. And, like, everybody around me was, like, really <laughs> small. And I just stood there and I was like, well, that just looks ridiculous. <laughs> but it's been great. It's did, did you say that you'd watched co- uh, much of Corey before um, auditioning? Yeah, yeah. You're a fan, were you? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I was really familiar with the show. Mm. Um, I obviously knew of all of the big events that's happened. Like, I remember, like, when I was on Facebook, I remember when, Pat Phelan died and like I'd share it I'd be like this is like really good stuff like yeah. with, with soaps because obviously it's tough for younger people I think to come and watch the show because the timing that it's on and not many mm. people realistically these days watch TV no. and not as many like yeah, your broadcast anyway. live TV now yeah and streaming services obviously mm. it's like it's tough to bring in the audience but this storyline is a good example of 
something that is definitely bringing in that new wave of audience and we need it because the show is changing just like you know culture is changing and it's so different to what it was um like 40 50 60 years ago mm. um it's amazing really it's amazing that they've gone so long producing some great stuff yeah, and and Corey's got a really strong young cast at the moment. I think. I mean, obviously, you, Tanisha, Millie, um, Adam Hussein as well, Elma Vaney. There's a there's a lot of um, great actors there that are hopefully going to get more of the the young viewers in and uh, keep Corey going. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're all brilliant, and like like Adam is a good example of somebody who like I feel like he's he is now completely comfortable with like Addy, mm. you know. He's so funny. He's, I feel he's like he's made, I love him. He's fantastic. Him and Jim, like the way that they bounce off each other in them scenes is like because Jimmy, I think, is hilarious, and he's one of like Jimmy is like one of the funniest guys I've ever met. You know, mm. and he, he definitely shows that depth. <laughs> like I really think that he's not like he isn't Dev, but you know, he has he has that, that um, some of the idiosyncrasies that Dev has. Yeah. So it's really funny to see. I think those like the, the Kiwi that scene that was bloody funny as well. Loved it. it was I all loved funny. it. <laughs> so had you had you played vil- many villains before um Corey? is that kind of your thing uh no not really uh I, i've done a little bit of theater i've done like the edinburgh fringe and stuff oh, yeah. before this um and so i did uh like dick barton which was like a comedy yeah. so i played this like really heightened like scotsman and it was so that's like completely different like Corey and stuff um but no, to be honest, like other than this, I, I played like a little drug dealer on the bay, and like, but he wasn't really the villain, nor no. was he really that relevant. It was like, so realistically, yeah, he's probably my first villain yeah. uh, role that I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find it easy to slip into character? Because I mean, you're a nice guy in real life, aren't you? Is it well, is it hard to you know to, to drop that and then get into character, or can you just you know click your fingers yeah, in your Corey? Like, um, yeah, it, it's tough because we go from literally like. Like me and Tanisha, like obviously, like really get on. We have like a really funny time on set and stuff mm. is great. And then we have to then switch up, and I, I have to be completely dead serious and be really going in on Asher. But actually, I find that because we're so relaxed and the set, like with the crew especially, they're brilliant. Like they allow like the actors almost to to take the time. Like it's brilliant. It's re- it really is, and it's uh, it's pretty easy to do because I feel like the intentions are already there. And also the character, like I've been doing it for two years, I know the character quite well now, mm. so it's quite easy to just slip into. All right, this is what I need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what I, like I want and where what what my mark is and stuff is. It, after time after time it gets easier yeah and what about you know after a really intense shoot because Corey's had to do and say some really horrendous things. Okay. Is it how do you kind of wind down after that? I go to the pub. I go. <laughs> I go back home to Channel U, and I go to the pub with my mates. Um, but it's like I, I need that complete separation from anything Corey related. To be honest, yeah. like that's why I find it hard when we do like a, a day shooting, and then I come, I come home and it's on at seven thirty. I really just kind of want to wind down and keep work at work. In yeah, a way. yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I do love a good time. Mm-hmm. So I think. Um... With the way that Corey's gone, when we we spoke earlier about the fact that there's probably not going to be a redemption for him, so the character's got some kind of shelf life. What what are some of your ambitions for the future as an actor? Um, I, I love theatre, and I've, I I always have, and I'd really love to get back into theatre after um, um, 
you know, Corey and stuff. And um, yeah, to be honest, I'm I'm kind of just going with the flow at the minute. Corey's been, I wouldn't say like a, a like a stepping stone because I've not seen it as that at all. It's almost been a foundation in a way. Like it's it's really it's taught me a lot. Like and it's my first proper professional gig, really. So I'm like. I'm still in early days, and I, obviously it'll take a couple of years to be, for people to separate me from Corey. Yeah. Like that's just because it's my face, you know, on that character, and it's hard for people to look past that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm actually planning on going doing more training, so I'm actually going to go do a couple of like, courses and stuff, and oh, um, cool. maybe get a degree. So. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! You, you said that Corey's taught you a lot. What are some of the lessons that you take away from your time on the show? Whew. I, I remember on like the early days of Corey, I would really stress about the scripts and I'd overthink it because I knew like I, I always like assumed that the worst will happen if I don't know the lines and realistically like I find picking up lines now so much easier kind of not there and then particularly but like a bit if you just kind of like pick it up now and again and like then realistically because it's so lax the set you're a you, you can take your time and you get there eventually, you know, yeah. it's no stress because I quite like to focus on the emotion rather than the text the majority of the time because then you're kind of not thinking about what you're going to say. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like how quick it is and how like, the turnovers are so, are so quick and it's amazing because they're producing like, what is it, five episodes a week or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. It's, it's amazing. It's so quick. It's so quick. Yeah, yeah. I also wonder, just before we go as well, sometimes when I speak to the actors, they kind of have the head cannon for what's going on with their character and they create a bit of a backstory for them. And you said that you felt that you've got to know the Corey, the, the character of story, the character of Corey, even better and better over the last few years. So is there anything that you've kind of made up in your, for, for Corey's backstory that you think has made him act the way that he does? Hmm... There's imbalance there somewhere. He, he, he struggles to to hide his emotions. Um, I'm, I'm, I've always been intrigued to the relationship that he has with his dad, mm. and I've always assumed that he does have a mother. You know, I've seen people comment like, "Where's his mum in all of this?" You know, he does have a mum, and she's she's just kind of like not trying to get as involved yeah. because it's such a high profile case. Like, um, but I see it as yeah, maybe like I think he had a lot of conflict with. Stefan a young age and stuff was because Stefan pushed him so far and like to do the best and that's why football has always been his outlet and mm. I feel like that pressure from his dad would have definitely been um, kind of a catalyst to all of the negative things that he's done to other people because Stefan's got such a like a stern way of um, doing things I think and that's yeah. why he's so successful because you know he only cares for like himself and i bet he was the exact same as Corey at a young age mm. and paul i remember when he came in i remember him saying like um yeah i've like, I've, like pictured like that like, i would have been exactly like you and like you're i'm your role model that's why you're such a like a horrible lad and it's so true like he's just like a mini version of of stefan i think because this is success is there but the attitude is just absolutely dire yeah, definitely. That's that's great. Well, listen, it's been lovely speaking to you today, Max. Um, I, d I don't think I'd ever seen any interviews with you before, so it's great to to get to know you know a little bit about bit more what you like in real life. Yeah, great. Well, I, I can't wait to see what happens next. We had we had so, a couple of big shocks at the end of Friday's episode, so I'm I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing um what's next for you and um sure will what's going to be your fate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheers. Right. Bye bye then. Bye, see you later. See ya.
thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Maximus. Very oh. nice talking to you. What a thoroughly decent chap you are. And, yeah. um, and to, to do it on a Sunday as well. I know. So nice of him to give up his free time yeah. to appear on our podcast to talk about Corey and Corey. <laughs> Corey and Corey. I love his idea about what should happen to Corey at the end, oh, getting trapped yeah. in a cell with Harvey. <gasps> That's such a great twist. Wouldn't yeah, we, that be great? We talked about, um, you know, when Pat Phelan was a big villain, which again, I love the fact that Max thinks that Pat Phelan is Corey's best villain. Yeah, I wonder, can... I should have asked him whether he like, took any inspiration from Conor McIntyre's performance. Can't believe you didn't. Um, yeah, I, I, we, we talked about with Pat, like, should he die or should he be killed off? And, and, and with Jeff... Should he die or oh, sorry, be killed Should he off? die, should he go in jail? We said the same with Jeff. Should he die, should he go to jail? It always seemed to end up... Um, is there another dead, option? This is why they used to send I don't, people... Yeah, I don't know. This is why they used to send people to Australia back in the old <laughs> yeah. days. They're like, come on, it's got to be something else Should we, we send Corey to Australia? We, I don't know. Should we let him go on holiday in the beautiful country of I Australia? I think if you fall into the sinkhole far enough, you might just pop out in Australia. So maybe try that. Why not? <laughs> right, we are done. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, don't forget, you can watch this on YouTube, as I as I said at the beginning. And um, it's too late now. It's too no. Like, so you can watch it again. It was, wasn't that just you the best interview? Wouldn't you want to experience you that again? You can listen to it again. You can watch it for the first. If time. If you were listening to this for your first time and you imagined how it looked, go back and check it out on YouTube. It's probably and see if you're right. Was, was I wearing the same as you imagined in your head? Was he? Where, you, where your backgrounds is, is beautiful. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the last time you're going to see that background, everybody, in this house as well. So I hope you appreciate it. Um, also, also, what was I going to say? No, I think that's it. Cabbage. I think that's it. Um, Pasta. No, I'm done. Boxes. I'm done. Everybody, right, you know, get in touch if you want to... Um, Cats. ...say that you enjoyed it or something. Oh, I was going to say, if you watch it on YouTube, then click the like and subscribe button. I haven't said that for a little while. That's what the YouTubers say, isn't it? Like and subscribe. Mash that like button. To hit the alert button to be notified when new videos go live. It's basically Sunday, Tuesday and Thursday when we put stuff up on YouTube. But yeah, you can ding that bell if you want to. Anyway, I'm feeling far too... I'm feeling like a... We've got stuff to do. We've got stuff to do, Thank everybody. you very much, Maximus. Thank you, you are much. a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> gentleman and we actor. absolutely love Corey. And we cannot oh, wait yeah, to really, see really nice what dastardly deeds he and his dad are going to get up to next. Yes. So, should we go? Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>